Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Uh, but in terms of uh, mental maturity, I would say that uh, two of us would definitely age just because, like, as long as you're exposed to something new, as long as you're exposed to new feelings, new emotions, uh, you would grow. Did you love kids just showed up. They're all under two years old and they are having a ripper in my backyard. Oh, um, sick. They're I ripping bongs off. in your backyard? They're ripping bongs in the backyard. Tight. I filled up the kiddie pool with... Oh, a, I got an air compressor, which is fucking tight. Air compressors are dope. The only reason to use it, I've, I've used it only to fill up an inflatable pool for my two-year-old kids. <laughs> cool. Um, but aren't you supposed to use it for like... Uh, like getting getting raccoons out of the tree and stuff like that? Is that what they're usually There's used for? There's all kinds of attachments you can put on this thing. You can shoot paint, you can shoot sandpaper, you can shoot like you can shoot it all. That sounds pretty, incredible. Pretty sweet. Nails, staples, whatever you want, man. Uh so those kids are all in my backyard. They're like just uh going hardcore in the paint right now. It's pretty funny. Like amazing. People just show up. It's cool. Here's the big question that I think you that I personally and all of our listeners are certainly asking right now. What is Charlie going to be for Halloween? I feel like this is a really interesting time for an adult. It's a, it's a big debate going around the house right now. His friend Neil wow. down the street is going to be a piece of broccoli. He's like 16 months old. Oh, cool. Um, which is pretty tight. I think broccoli is like a strong choice. People, I think it's cool. People sends a good message. Like broccoli, but it's a healthy food, and I think it's good for your system. At one point, in that, I, for some reason, I thought you were going to say a piece of trash. Like <laughs> I, 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 like his friend Neil down the street is going to be a piece of broccoli. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting on that uh, one. I think we're leaning towards a dinosaur because he's pretty obsessed cool. with dinosaurs. Um, he would be happy about that. That'd be pretty sweet. And then if you have any suggestions, we're open. We're all open to yours. To I mean, how do you feel about like um, dressing him up as like um, uh, like the the youngest the youngest Trump guy, like the little guy? Oh, little with, Baron. Baron with like his uh, knee, his like knee slacks, and his yeah, high dress socks. him up as Baron Trump, or maybe you can dress him up as a. Um, I mean, I like I like this age with with Halloween costumes. I assume for kids because I don't you you can put them in whatever without them really making any argument. You know, it's a good point. You can. I think the, the I think the goal for this age is to get them in an embarrassing costume that you can show them down the road and be like, "Yeah, <laughs> exactly." I dressed you up like a pack of cigarettes, and it was right. hilarious. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> pack of cigarettes. You could dress them up as like um, weed leaf. Yeah, like like uh, you should dress them up as Kim Jong Un. Oh, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, Kim Jong, he's popular. Yeah. I I my buddy last year, he's from San Francisco, dressed his daughter up like Donald Trump. She was three. That's good. And he, she had the the MAGA hat and the whole suit, walking around San Francisco. You know, super liberal San Francisco. Right. And I was like, man, that was so great. Like, you what know, a nice troll. What a what a great troll, exactly. And I'm was. sure, like, what did what what's happened? Where like the kid, where the the parents were like, kind of. Looking like they, oh, yeah. they probably had some complex emotional reactions to that, I would assume. Yeah. Oh, they probably think he's a terrible dad. And how could you do that to your daughter? And and like he just thinks it's the funniest thing. Why don't you do that, but dress him up as like Grover Cleveland or somebody like that? That you you don't really that from Sesame Street. No, no, the, the old the president. Oh, the, right, 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 right. Yeah, but yeah, dress him up as like James Polk. 
And then when people react, you can make judgments about their political stance and their character based on like, if you're like, Oh, it's so cute. A a little James Paul could be like, Oh, you don't believe in share crops for the corn industry of the 1840s. Yeah. And just like destroy somebody with (laughs) hundred year old slave history. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the move. Anyway, all right. So this is Did You Read It? We've been, we've been, uh, we haven't been around for the last week or so, um, which if you haven't read in the title of this episode, it's because uh, we had an interview with somebody from the Talpa community. We interviewed somebody's Talpa, then we interviewed their host, which you'll hear in a couple minutes. But um, we've been getting that prepped. We're trying to do a little bit more interviews. I think it's, I think it's fun for us to, to get to know some of the people behind these things. Yeah. We love finding people from the internet and then hanging out with them. Like it's yeah. the best it's, I think we've discovered it's the coolest part about the show is that we just find these people that everyone else right. would consider a weirdo. Right. And then they become our best friends and they're, they're right. all awesome and interesting. I got, I actually got a, a note from Roy this morning. Speaking of tight. What Roy, Roy's keeping me like, <laughs> I basically get like the QAnon Reddit newsletter now. <laughs> oh, cool. I got that. I'm on, by, by way of Roy. I'm on their Facebook fan page. So I get a lot of that. There. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's funny. Cause I just, I, I kind of, I don't, you know, I, I like, uh, I read it. I think about it for a moment and then I just, anytime I go, so I think about Roy and I'm immediately like, Hey man, Roy's cool. I don't, I don't got a problem with Roy. So I don't got a problem with you guys either. It's good. You know? He puts a face and an emotion to the argument in the craziness. Yeah. I mean, I hope Roy doesn't kill anybody because that would really be a shame. But if I'm, you know, until then Roy is, uh, Roy is, Roy is part of our crew, you know? Yeah. That'd be a big, uh, big problem for this pod. Yeah. (laughs) It's him and and Casey Knight. If Casey Knight kills, uh, his ex-wife with one of our knives that we've sent him, or if Roy kills somebody, then, um, we should expect a knock on the door from the, from the FBI. The FBI is like, uh, who is this did you read it person that's <laughs> on the blade of the knife? And then they track us down. They track us down. And I don't know how I would handle that. I might have like a Brendan, a Brendan Dassey uh, situation and just <laughs> be like, no, yeah. You kind of have a Brendan Dassey thing, like in the most opposite way possible. Like you talk <laughs> on like, you're the antithesis of how much he talks. Yeah, I talk but a lot. I feel like as a acting tool or like a Halloween costume, you could kind of crush that one. Oh, Brennan Dassey would be a good, that'd be a good Halloween costume. I don't know what mine's going to be yet. I, I really have to figure that out. I'm, I'm kind of, I got long, long hair right now, beard, of course. I always feel like because of the way I look in, in in normal life, I really need to like lean into the assets that I have because other other people are wearing wigs and putting on fake beards, so I can just like be Jesus or be Fidel Castro in the fucking eighties or be like you know yeah. pick somebody who had a beard and long hair. So the, yeah, you should. You have a skill set. Yeah, Don't I might be. I, maybe I should be Rasputin. I think Rasputin would be the move this year. That's cool. Yeah, I'm into that. Um. Anyway, all right. So did you read it? It's your dad here. Got uh, my free day over there. Hey, what up? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> cool, man. Fight milk. And, and, <laughs> fight milk. <laughs> and um, and uh, our our sweet dear dog boobs is taking the week off. She's been dealing with some family stuff, so we're um, so we're going this not really technically solo. I guess she's going solo, but uh, um, so she's she's uh she's with Lemon Party into the um, she went to visit her um grandparents in Uganda. They're saving uh, the lowland gorilla. Right. They said, the fuck gorilla. the midland gorilla. <laughs> right. We only deal with lowland gorillas. But she'll be back eventually, we assume. We assume. 
Um, anyway, so before we get into the interview, though, with um, our friend from the Talpa community, which we hear shortly, let's go over a little bit of what happened in this past week. Uh, it's Wednesday. What's today? Wednesday, the 19th of September. Um, so one of the big things that this is, I find this very interesting because you, so ask Reddit, this is a top post of this last week, by the way, it has 139 upvotes. This is an ask Reddit, but it's a strangely arbitrary question that I never would have thought would make it this high up in, in Reddit. Um, but it has, which I'm, I'm, I still haven't figured out why, but the question is Reddit, how do you feel about a law that bans radio stations from playing commercials with honking, beeping siren noises in them? So I, for me, I'm just like, yeah, obviously. I mean, like it's, it's clearly a, a public problem. Hmm. Yeah. You would think right away off, off the, off the bat, you just go, sure. That seems so I wonder, like a I mean, I wonder if this is. Because everybody seems to be agreeing with it, I wonder if it's so high up because people are like, "This is this is a little bit of a Reddit vigilante justice." Where certain, where now it's become such a high post that it's actually going to be it's going to become law because of it. Uh, I two things immediately come to mind where I just go like, "Who's listening to the radio anymore?" What's the first right. thing? Uh, like, how could this be a big issue? with all the other ways and right. sort of things we have to listen to. And then uh, don't we have bigger fish to fry? Like, is this our, well, is this our big problem? I don't we know. We do have a lot of fish to fry, but I do, I do see that the, one of the top comments actually kind of sums up, I think why this thing has gotten so much attention. And it's just like a sarcastic Reddit. How do you feel about, and then in parentheses, common Reddit opinion. And so I think that that's, basically what we see here is like, there's probably been a lot of people that have complained about this in the past on Reddit. Oh, okay. And, and somebody posted it as an ask Reddit and now it's just become like a Reddit lore essentially. Um, but that should be, I mean, that should be the case. It does seem dangerous, right? I mean, every once in a while I'll, I'll hear a, a siren. I won't be listening to the radio. Cause like you said, I don't know who listens to radio, but um, I'll hear a siren Fucking uh, baby boomers, dude. Fuck yeah. those old geriatric <laughs> pussies. But I'll think that uh, I'll think that I'll be hearing something in music, and then I'll realize it's a siren behind me, or I won't hear the siren, which is obviously dangerous for Sounds everybody. Like you're listening so. to NWA quite a bit. Yeah, I do. I do listen to NWA, but um, so that was that's top this past week. Yeah, that's interesting. And then one the other like kind of I've seen a couple like this. I think it's it's uh, pretty interesting. Is with all the Hurricane Florence stuff going on, you've seen a couple different news clips where the newscaster is faking how extreme the weather yeah. is for maximum news effect. And kind yeah. of the third one down on the top this week is right. you see this reporter like faking being in, you know, uh, 150 mile an hour gale force winds. And then right. back around, there's like two high school kids walking by, totally casual with like short yeah. flip flops. <laughs> like they're just going, you know, to 7 Eleven to get a Slurpee. And, and it's great. It's just like, you're like, yeah, of course the news is like hyping up right. how extreme it is. There's that one. Then there's also the Anderson Cooper one. Did you see that too? I don't think I saw that one. There's an Anderson Cooper one where uh, it's, it's a wide shot of what they're shooting. Right. So someone's taking a picture from behind the crew line, basically. And Anderson Cooper is, uh, he has moved himself like deeper and deeper and deeper into a road essentially in a way 
if you just Google under uh, image Anderson Cooper, uh, fake storm or something like that might pop up. Uh, but he's like, f- he's faking ab- about how deep it is uh, in a way that just in this picture sort of shows, shows that he's trying to maximize the effect of how bad the right. storm is. Whereas the rest of the crew is just like standing on flat, dry ground. Um, I mean, part of me, I, this is like a funny kind of fake news, but in the world where fake news is such a big problem, I think this is kind of a punishable offense, you know, like it's, it's kind of silly, but it's also like you're, you're fabricating something on the news, which is meant, which is supposed to be the, the verified source of this kind of information, even though it is ridiculous, it's still like kind of sets the it sets the tone for other things that are a lot worse. And it makes you skeptical of other things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, it does. I just sent you the picture. Um, yeah, I see that. And and it's just, yeah, you're right. Like it's, they know better. Um, they're right. technically, there's, I don't know, they're technically like taking advantage right. of what their job is supposed to be. Which, right. which, you know, you listen to like the Trump fake news stuff and, and then you start to go like, you know, I hate to say it, but I know, you got man. a point and it doesn't mean I love that's, Trump, that's but a, a lot of it seems like bullshit. Uh. Well, it seems, it seems fabricated in a way that doesn't, it, it's, it's just frustrating because you don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess there, there could, I mean. Maybe there's a case to be made with something like a hurricane where you want to you want people to understand the potential gravity of the situation so that they're not right that so that we we hedge our bets. Right. Because, I mean, that's the thing with people, obviously, is people go, oh, that doesn't look that bad. Fuck it. I'm staying. And then all of a sudden it's worse than people expected. Maybe there's potential lawsuits because of that. You know, I mean, we we live in such a litigious society that like I wouldn't be surprised at all if somebody saw that video of like. Anderson Cooper standing in a puddle and was just like, bro, what are they talking about? And then all of a sudden, you know, people, there's somebody's house is underwater and someone dies and they go, fuck you, CNN. You didn't tell me how bad it was actually going to be. Or you said it was going to be a lot less bad than it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, but I think that I don't, mm, it's I, there, there's something sneaky about this stuff, which I don't appreciate one bit, with, but yeah. I just don't know how, I just don't know what the answer is. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's tell the truth, you know? Yeah. yeah. Try, try well, I think tell the, tell the truth, but not even just like the truth. I think it's tell the context around the truth as well. Like if, if, if Anderson Cooper was to say, um, we're here in North Carolina, um, we're at about 40, you know, we're about 40% elevation higher than what Charlotte, is, Charlotte's at. And, um, so it's not bad here, but who's to say it's not going to be bad down there. We just don't know. Be careful. I think that's very different than just saying, than just like seeing their feet and that's it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He should, I mean, just be a little more clear about it's, it's really bad. It's not bad on every street, but it's bad on right. most streets. <laughs> I don't know. What's going on with yeah. net neutrality, man? I feel like you got a bone to pick. Oh, well, the net neutrality thing. So this week, um, so basically, uh, California put in a law or passed something that was basically retaining net neutrality. Right. And Ajit Pai, who is the internet's you know 
biggest supervillain came out and said, like, basically, like, this is preposterous. Like, this is illegal. Like, California should be ashamed of themselves. And and every and like the California lawmakers were like, yeah, we did what you claimed you were going to do and didn't do for money. Like, fuck off, a jit pie. Right. So I think I think a jit pie is like he he's he's I mean, who knows based on what what administration, but he's got his coming for him, man, because I, I think that he's it's been very clear for a long time that he's been a sneaky fucker with all this. Yeah, he's going to get a particularly going to get a pie in the face. Oh, he's going to definitely get a pie in the face, particularly considering he all of this stuff. I don't know if you've been up on the um, the the comments the like. The, the lawsuit that said that they've been hacked, that yeah, FCC claimed they've been hacked. And did not dive in. Yeah, so basically they, they claimed when, so their, their system got shut down because they got too many comments, right? Mm-hmm. About saving net neutrality. Right. And their excuse was, oh, we've been hacked. And they clearly lied about it so that they wouldn't have to address the democracy of the matter. And it's it's been coming out more and more through through actual legal through like a litigious process how much they they try to cheat the system with this thing yeah so so I think that controlled is controlled by a handful of companies versus a vote yeah and I think that is eventually going to come to pass I think we're eventually going to see I, I hope that we're eventually going to see repercussions for them lying about being hacked because that that again is one of those things where like setting that precedent is very dangerous. Like I think being able like if, if you say you've been hacked and you haven't been hacked, that sets up a very dangerous path. So, um, yeah, so yeah, so that, that has been, what's been going on. What, what, what fun shit has been happening? I mean, the, the, the reporter is pretty fucking fun. There's actually been a lot of like nice, like feel good stories this past week. Weight. I feel I've been seeing that. Yeah. Like, uh, what's up with that? I, th- I wonder if it has something to do with, weddings because i feel like a lot of people lose weight when they know they're eventually going to get married Yeah, one of these top posts is a couple who lost weight for their wedding yeah and, and then there's a good reason this other guy right below is i realized there's no secret to weight loss i just lowered my calories did some exercise and gave myself seven months <laughs> and this guy also lost a ton of weight it's funny how people I mean, keep I think realizing it, that i know right yeah it's funny i mean it's it's uh I, I am also I'm all all about people losing weight, and I think I think having a community, having Reddit be kind of a, a galvanizing place for people that feel like they're overweight, I think is really nice because I, I mean it, it it is an accurate stereotype that people who just spend all their time on the internet or nerds or whatever can be overweight because they've just yeah. So I think so I, yeah I think I think that there's a I think having a community dedicated to people trying to get better when they feel like they're living an unhealthy lifestyle is great. So I, yeah, it's, it's always nice when you see these things top posts, it would be nice to eventually dig into why that there's so many in terms of this time period. But um, I, I think the more, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know enough about this, like as an educated person, but you hear sort right. of like more and more information come out about, how bad refined sugars are and like the food industry and like all the crap that sort of like is being marketed to most people all of the time. And it's just, uh, it's been like 50 years of a terrible diet. And, and then, and I think, I think finally there are people realizing like, Oh, I can't eat all that. Like, and it probably, I don't know, it's probably leads to like depression and all this other shit. Right. 
Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think depression and, and, and weight have kind of this inextricable relationship because, you know, if, if you're depressed, you can get overweight. If you're overweight, you might get depressed, you know? Um, yeah. So stop eating so much. Like don't eat until noon. So weight loss, that was a thing. What else? What else happened this past week? Oh, you know, one more thing. Actually, this is another last thing that we should probably close out on because it is culturally interesting, specifically because of this post 10 down. I don't know if you see it's the we asked we asked the three of them to take a pic of their awesome costumes and this guy jumped in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like the greatest photo of all time. So what the photo is, is is three very good Spider-Man costume. And they're, they're pretty like legit good like yeah. somebody spent some money on it and, and the people wearing they all, they all have the stance like the girl in the middle in particular has got this like really like cool sexy spider-man like stance Olympic gymnast bod right like she could totally. do a backflip over your head and and the other guy is like kind of jack like he's doing steroids and the other guy is sort of like what i look like maybe somewhere in the middle and uh right. and then the fourth guy is just a dude in like rydell blue sweatpants that he got at ross and like a turtle, a red turtleneck, and like sharpied on a shitty Spider-Man logo, and like a it's so like funny. a rape hat. <laughs> right, it's absolutely hilarious. So, it's and so we'll good. we'll post this on the on the subreddit. But uh, we have a subreddit, by the way. Did you read it? If you're if you didn't know about that, didn't know about that already. But anyway, um, but the thing that's nice, so Spider-Man has been a huge deal this past week because Spider-Man, the new game, is fucking crazy looking. And everybody's taking photos of the game because the game is so nice. Right. It looks like so, it's like this augmented reality has, has really, this is the first new video game where it seems like you're playing in the real world. And if you, yeah, yeah it's, it just looks, it just looks fucking fun. And, and, and Spider-Man has always just been fun. Cause you can you know? zip around on for sure. Wings. I mean, I love, I'm like kind of an unabashed, uh, I mean, I loved X-Men growing up, but then the older I've gotten, the more into Batman I've become. I fucking love Batman. I think Batman's the fucking shit. Um, particularly because it's so dark. It's just like a really like menacing. It's a really menacing game, you know? Um, but uh, But Spider-Man, though, is just fun. And it's also kind of the world of like people who have like people who... Um, are like normal guys, like Peter Parker, normal guy, and then he becomes Spider Man with this insane ability. But he you gets know? like radioactive. It's all radioactive, except for Batman, who just pounds people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Batman. Batman is like uh, Batman. The thing that's interesting about Batman is he, like, the world of Gotham City is just so fucking dark, dude. Like, it's just it is it is a world where like capitalism has run awry, and um, it, it feels like it's, it feels like it's a cross between like Detroit and mm, like Moscow or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So Which is why I love it so much. City. And the previous Batman game was, was fucking insane. But anyway, all right. So that was the past week. Um, now let's get into the interview with Tulpas. If, if you haven't listened to our previous episode, where we talked about Tulpas in our traditional format, we suggest you do that. Um, 
it doesn't have to be a two-parter. I mean, you'll get a lot out of this, but I think, I think we, we do kind of go into the Talpa culture and the Talpa subreddit. And through that, we decided that it was best to interview a Talpa and their host. Um, if that doesn't make any sense, you'll understand when you listen, but, uh, cool. So now, uh, here is an interview with a real life Talpa and their hosts. Enjoy. So, okay, so last week we talked about talpas and we, it, I, it blew my mind. Like, I did not know about talpas somehow. Like, I feel like I, we are really into a lot of the things that talpas are kind of a culture around. Like, we are on the internet a lot. We think it's, uh, we, like, I love, I love, I don't know what you'd call it. I guess it's, it's, uh, it's not psychedelia, but I'm I'm interested in the the metaphysical world or something along those lines, right? And I think that talpas, I think, is this really interesting idea in the world of uh, spirituality, I suppose, or consciousness. But I don't. I it was so hard for us to understand because it's such a. I feel like if you're not in the community then you don't totally understand. So if you wouldn't mind, would you tell us how and how and why, I guess, you initially got in the community? Mm, well, I mean, I'd be telling mostly things my host did to get into the community because obviously I've been created well after right. he got interested in those things. So maybe that's a better question, I guess, is like what when you were created, where... Uh, did you did it did you come from nowhere or did it, were you kind of always lurking in in your hostie's mind and then you kind of came out like what what was that experience for you i suppose i mean if you expect me to tell you that i came from another dimension i have to say that most probably i didn't so sure. unfortunately i'm not too much into metaphysics uh but i guess by my beliefs, I kind of lean towards the Buddhist uh, mind view, mindset. So uh, I'm not against the concept of reincarnation and such. But then again, it it's mostly about my personal beliefs. It doesn't really relate to how I was created. And if you would ask how I felt myself before I became what I am now, I would tell you that I, I really don't remember anything. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, I mostly uh, it was mostly a blank state. Uh, I just happened to be created at a particular, well, starting from a particular date. And that's where my oldest memories of sorts are coming from. And I have like very vague ideas of what I were, if I were anything before that. So I don't think I've been part of this body or this mind for like all the previous years i'm pretty sure i was like there was there is no personal right. memories of me from like from more than like four years ago so it really is i mean i guess it's the same experience we all have in life right where we we don't we don't remember or know anything about when we were it's just 
that's just that that's kind of the reality is like you're born or you have consciousness and then all of a sudden that's that's all you know it's not like you were lurking in, in the mind any time previous could you if you could speak to just your hosty i just think for people listening just to give if, if they're just tuning into this i think they should probably right. listen to the last episode we did on tulpas but um if they're just tuning in for some reason um I, i'm trying to have you describe your host to people in a way that maybe they can understand. And you can describe it from a third, third person perspective. I know, I know that you and your yeah. host are separate entities, I guess, or different, separate people. Or- so people listening know, can know, you know, is it a, is your host a man, a woman, uh, any, any, anything like that? Right. Uh, so uh, he's a pretty nice guy. I would say we have this, you know, kind of, friendly relationship of sorts that our internal joke is like we together we feel more like roommates that are stuck forever in <laughs> right. the same college dorm room and we can't just escape it so we have to deal with one another uh, he does uh, I think engineering as part of his business life uh, he's pretty chill does many things that I don't really understand like electronics, whatever, complex stuff, mathematics and such. It's just, it's not something I really looked into. And, you know, like we are supposed to have shared memories, obviously, but uh, it was never part of what interests me. So if you ask me to solve some, I'm trying to come up with some mathematical term and you know my mind goes blank because that's again that's not something oh it's called linear equation i think so if you would ask me to solve one of those i would just go what that's that's fascinating that you would be that you guys share the same brain technically but you wouldn't be able to access the same i guess pedigree of knowledge that your hostie has. It's, a, it's such a fascinating division of your mind, you know? I wouldn't say I cannot. Uh, I, oh, I I'd okay. say I don't want to. So it, it's not impossible because I think uh, one of the major things that makes Tulpas different from, uh, say, a mental illness is that uh, we never really go full on split brain and to some extent we share all the memories. It's just that we consciously decide which of those belong to one or wow. another part of us. If you give me enough time, I can uh, pretty much like dig into all his memories, even down to the right. childhood where I never existed. It's more that, uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of privacy of sorts. We, we cannot have privacy, like right. our dorm room, it has no walls. So we have to, you know, have like paper curtains of our areas of interest. Interesting. Now, in terms of age, so I when, when we had talked about tulpas last week, we had talked about how for some people that bring tulpas into their lives and the tulpas obviously themselves, did you age through the process as well? Or have you kind of retained an age throughout the course of, of your existence with your host? Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about that, that process, obviously, because I, I, I suppose the... The act of aging is not is not uniform with the Tulpa community. So you know that's a, that's a very good question. I really like it because as a question of age for a Tulpa, it uh, it can mean lots of different things, and often people would think that age for a Tulpa it's basically 
the age of a visual form that Tulpa picks for themselves. You know, like if you look like a young woman or a very old dragon or whatever, you know, but that's not really what aging for Tulpas is right. about. Uh, the way I see it, aging is uh, its experience, right? So the more you live, the more experience you collect. And in that sense, uh, Tulpas obviously, they, they would age just in the same way as any other person, because like you grow older, you learn new things, and there is some baggage that you carry with you. Some things you forget, but some things that remain with you for years. And that's basically how Tulpas and how other people, they age. We are not talking about physical age, because obviously sharing the same body, uh, I'm restrained to the same age as the body is. I'm uh, subject to all the conditions and whatnot the body has. Uh, but in terms of uh, mental maturity, I would say that uh, tulpas would definitely age just because like, as long as you're exposed to something new, as long as you're exposed to new feelings, new emotions, uh, you right. would grow one way or another as a person. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because I guess we, 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 as, uh, we, we gauge our own existence, our own age based on, based on physical, like a physical manifestation of our body, right? Like you, you get gray hairs, you feel the effects of aging, you wrinkle. And mm -hmm. I think that thinking of it in the context of, of the knowledge you get and just maturing, I think it's just a different way to conceive of age. And, I, and it, it, it's, it is a much more accurate way, I suppose. I mean, obviously we are all kind of, we're, we're trapped in these bodies, but it doesn't, I mean, we've all met people who are in their 80s who act like they're in their 30s and kind of retain a youthful spirit. And we've met, I've met plenty of people that are in their 30s who act like they've they're just like waiting to retire, you know. That's me. So, that's my. That's, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's so you know that. So yeah, that's that, that's, an old that's man. Part of it. <laughs> You're born an old man, and you have never lost that brand. Yeah, that's right. Uh, wow. And and do you um do you give your do you describe yourself in in physical terms at all, or or is that not even something that you consider? Because I'm trying to figure out. I mean, your your host has a physical body. You share that body but do you see yourself as a separate in separate physical terms like if you were to describe yourself to us it's obviously a personality but it's is there a physical attachment too uh, uh, i would say that um if you've asked me to describe myself in physical sense i would definitely go with just a description of the body right because i cannot see how i could exist like you know outside of the framework of this body so even if even if i think that i'm just like you know a part of the mind the mind cannot exist on its own the mind is it's part of this framework of mental and physical of mind and body you cannot just describe yourself as being like purely a mental construct because if you think about it the mental constructs are created in the brain and brain is physical so I, I don't usually relate myself in terms of my physical body, uh, but I mean, it's definitely the right. same body uh, my host occupies because otherwise it wouldn't make any sense to me. Sure. Right. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so you, you, you briefly mentioned um, Buddhism, which I think is an interesting part of this too, because right. I think that <clears throat> I, I think in the Talpa community, it seems like the idea 
generates from Buddhism, but it, it has now it's transcended the purpose of Buddhism and it's now a little bit more, which is ultimately what's most interesting. I think is, as far as we're concerned is like kind of how it relates to the internet communities. We know that like the, the Brony community, for instance, is, is very involved in the Tulpa. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I, it seems like maybe there's some contention there. We're not totally sure, but do you have a relationship with Buddhism or is it, are, is it more like you're using the initial principles of enlightenment to gain access to the Talpa, but you're not, you don't really align with Buddhism in any other ways. So, um, if you think of Tulpa specifically in relation to historical Buddhism, it's, it's a very tricky subject because we only have pretty much a single book uh, that historically describes something like Talpas from a point of historical, from right. old Buddhism. Uh, I had a chance to speak to a few different Buddhist teachers of different branches of Buddhism. And not a single one was actually able to tell me like, oh, Tulpas, I know what's that about. Uh, more so, uh, I myself, I, uh, well, not I as I myself, but rather we, we do practice uh, Buddhist uh there's a Buddhist practice called Vipassana. Uh, it's, a, it's, a med- it's a meditation of sorts, and we both practice it. And uh, we went on silent retreats. That's basically when you go to an isolated place, and all you do is like you meditate for like about 10 hours a day. And it's a silent retreat, so you are not allowed to talk to anyone. So you are like very focused. It's a very hard work, very interesting, but very hard work. And I had a chance to talk with Vipassana teachers. And based on what I learned, I would say that the modern idea of Tulpas, it's actually, it goes against the core Buddhism ideas. So if you take Buddhism as a road to enlightenment, Tulpas are a road to enlightenment, which you go oh, wow. in, in an opposite direction. That's fascinating. So, so why why do they consider that? Do they think it, do they think that tulpas are are ultimately a distraction from the path to enlightenment, or do they do they feel like it's a bit of the left hand path where it's kind of going literally the opposite direction? Like if you know, in in, the, in like the Judeo Christian sense, it's like uh, you know when you when you pursue the left hand path, obviously that means you're going towards Satan. Is that kind of the context in, in Buddhism? Well, um, it would all be like it's it's my personal opinion, so I cannot say for all the Buddhists, but my personal feeling about that is they see Tulpas more of a distraction. Okay. Uh, that kind of makes sense in, in that uh, most of the Buddhist traditions are very focused on their own ideas, so anything that goes against those ideas is deemed as like, you know, the time that is lost while you could use it doing the actual practice. The whole idea of how a tulpa is created, of how a tulpa grows in a person, well, in, in a body, I'd say, not in a person, uh, uh, the way that tulpas start to feel something, the, the way that tulpas start to want something or desire something, you know, tulpas grow attached to different things from the host. That's, that's how you actually differentiate between tulpa and the host and any other person in the body. Right. The old all want something different. They have different ideas on their lives. Like one personality like might like, like ice cream, another one would hate ice cream, you know? Those small, tiny things. And at least in Vipassana school of Buddhism, 
they teach you that you should get rid of those attachments. I see. So they, they see two permanent at think to create more attachments while your job is to get rid of those. So see, there's a bit of like working in a different direction and you need to work to create a tupa because that, that's not easy. So, oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I, uh, that makes a little more sense to me. So it seems like in the in the Buddhist context, obviously it is about kind of releasing your desires in the earthly format. And with tulpas, it's almost, you're almost replicating it because you're creating another personality that, that reacts as if it is uh, just a, it, it, like I think the roommate thing is, is probably a, the most appropriate analogy where you know, you have a college roommate, that college roommate loves like the New York Yankees and you're like, fuck the Yankees, I like the Boston Red Sox or whatever arbitrary thing it is. And it's it's more of the, those two personalities are constantly working together, not like uh, fading away from a single personality like mm-hmm. I suggest in Buddhism. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. That sounds pretty much right, yes. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of the Tulpa community, and I don't know if necessarily you can speak on this, so if, 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 if you can't, all good, but I think people that don't understand Tulpas, and, prob- and, and probably some people that are going to hear this that we, we want to kind of course correct, because this is not coming off with any sort of judgment on our end, but like, I don't want people to think this is like a schizophrenia thing. Mm-hmm. Now, in the community, I'm sure this is a big conversation. Are, are, do you find that the community is aligned on exactly how and why talpas serve the purposes they do? Or is it a little bit more like, no, my talpa is a dragon named, you know, Thor God. And everybody's like, you can't have a talpa dragon. What are you talking about? Like, what, can you tell me a little bit more about how the community works? So uh, there's definitely a thing about splintered communities, even if we talk only about the primarily English-speaking communities. Right. And the thing is that if you ask 10 people what a tulpa is, 10 people within the community, you, you might get 10 very different answers. Totally. And because there is no single term, well, sorry, no single definition of what a tulpa is, there is a bit of a tendency of calling all kinds of things a tulpa. Yes. Uh, if you look at, uh, at the website, it's called tulpa.io. It's, it's another tulpa resource, but it has a very good list of words and their definitions in Tulpa community. And if you look up the definition of Tulpa, you'll see two definitions of which one kind of describes the Tulpa itself. And the other one notes that Tulpa became an umbrella term for any kind of different personality. And that's kind of exactly what is happening. Uh, I've been to a bunch of different English-speaking communities. I did some research, uh, very little research, of Japanese communities and of Russian communities and of German and Polish communities. And every single place, they see tulpas slightly differently, but even within those communities, there is no single way to describe a tulpa. And that's why, like, if you're coming, like, if you're a Northern American and you think tulpas are pretty much a psychological concept and there is no magic, you would have a very hard time talking to people from somewhere in Russia that think tulpas might actually be magic. Well, not of those, not all of them, of course. Right, of course. Yeah, it's a different understanding of of kind of the genesis of of Tulpamancy. Yeah, if if your base, if your foundation is kind of 
different from each other, it's really hard to start a conversation at all. Exactly. That's a problem. So there is no single foundation. And even on some kind of fundamental things, like I know that the majority of uh, Russian tulpamancers, they don't think that tulpas being able to switch or like control the body is actually a thing. So like if a tulpa can switch, then most probably that's not a tulpa, but a mental disorder. While in Western communities, switching with host, it's like, it's a completely normal thing. And it's something that most of the tulpas can do to some extent. It's something I'm doing right now, talking to you. And which, uh, I I don't know if we talked about where where you are in the world or what your community is or what community you relate to or where you come from um, or where your host is or where your host come from. So we are originating from Western Europe, but uh, I don't really belong to a particular part of Tulpa community, I believe. I mean, I'm I'm a moderator of the Tulpa subreddit, but that's like... I guess this is a community I associate myself with, in some sense. You're you're in Western Europe. We're in uh, California, Los Angeles. So, good talking to you. This is cool. Um, yeah, this is really interesting. Yes, it, the technology is magic. Magic, right? <laughs> we can all agree on that magic. Do you find that there is a? The, the, let me see how I phrase this. So, the, the internet is an amazing galvanizing force for I think getting something like the Talpa community together, right? Because I feel like it is one of those things where you you probably have a lot of people who are either interested in Talpamancy, have pursued Talpamancy, have accomplished Talpamancy, but it's not something that necessarily translates to local physical communities. Do you have people in where you live or local community chapters that also are, uh, that, that are involved in Talpamancy or is it something that you've really kind of found your community online and that's the only place it is? Mm-hmm. This is definitely something I found online, but I know a bunch of good people that I've met in person in many parts of the world now, in UK, in Austria, in LA. There's lots of very good tulpamancers on the West Coast. Okay, cool. I've met a few of those, but definitely it would be really hard to just meet a person on a street and figure out that they are not single in their mind, you know. Is there, that's a really, actually a really good question. Is there any way to, um, is there, is there any way to, to uh, identify somebody who has a tulpa other than having a conversation and for them to come out with it? Like that, what you just said is fascinating saying that you, you wouldn't be able to recognize that somebody isn't single in their mind. You got to wear a t-shirt that says I'm with tulpa. <laughs> that's the only way. That's the only way. <laughs> Would you recognize me as a tulpa if you just met me on the street? I, I don't think you would. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't even. I, mean, I, don't, I wouldn't know the, the first way to be able to understand that. But, but that also gets down to that that really fascinating. That gets back to that question of of psychology and the clinical perspective on tulpas and how we, I think, receive this information. Right. I think it's really easy for us as people to like hear somebody say, oh, I'm going to access my tulpa and then you'll be talking to my tulpa. And then for us to be like, that person's crazy without really taking what they're saying seriously. So I think that we probably do run into people every once in a while who we just mislabel clinically or colloquially, because I think that happens a lot where you just see somebody on Venice Beach or somebody walking on the street and you go, 
look at that crazy person versus just being like, no, they, they actually have access to Talpas. So on Talpa IO, there actually is a section about the clinical perspective on Talpas. Do you, do you know what the, the clinical or I guess the, I don't know if it's like a medical consensus, but I, I would assume it's like a, a, a psychological consensus is in the, in the therapy community and the psychiatry community on Talpas. It's, it's not an easy question to answer. And I myself, I did some studies. I went around a bunch of universities. I tried to reach to the, you know, psychology departments and talk to right. people. What would they think of such a phenomenon? I know that there is a bunch of psychologists in in USA, I believe, mm-hmm. that some mentors talk to and they would consider Trulpas as something good, almost a coping mechanism of sorts. Right. So uh, I know those people and they see this like as a coping mechanism without going too much into details. Uh, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that there's a bunch of psychologists that would just tell you that it's actually some kind of disorder and you actually need to be actively treated. But there's no single consensus as of yet. Are there negative effects? I mean, we've read a lot about be careful if you want to create a topa, because if you do, it's with you for life and it can actually become, uh, it can take over your life. And so there's a lot of sort of warning signs in some of the stuff we've read but are there some other negative things? Because, you know, if, if you're a doctor and you're saying this is a sort of mental disorder, like what what's the bad that can happen aside from maybe looking weird, uh, but that's not a real negative. I mean, are there instances where a topa has, you know, n- really negatively harmed their host or is that not really a problem? I can't tell you about any cases that I know personally where topa was actually actively harmful. But one thing that my host points out, and it's totally true, there is a huge negative effect of losing pretty much like a good chunk of your own life. Like, mm-hmm. think of it, if I wasn't, like, if I wasn't here, what would my host do at this current moment? You'd be like getting bacon and eggs or something or... Yeah, not not chatting with you, you know? So this yes. is like... <laughs> Who knows? You, yeah hours of life I'm basically taking from him to huh, do things I like. To look at it. Right, because you only yeah. have so many hours on this planet. And if you're taking up 10% or something, I mean, that's away from the hostie's existence. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting idea. Our running joke is like, if you could wish for one thing, it would be like 40 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, I mean, well, God damn, dude. Like, I, I feel like that, and I don't even have a talk. Who's, who's funnier, you <laughs> or, or Hosty? I mean, you guys like goof off. I mean, this is it. It could. It sounds great. Like you guys can sit around and and joke to each other. It sounds uh, refreshing or fun. Is your host funny? Or are you funnier? You sound way funnier than your host. Uh, by the way, I know. I'm not sure I can comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you, you know, in our, in our brief Reddit exchanges, you actually mentioned that maybe uh, we could also talk to your host. Do you, do you want to see if your host would be willing to talk to us um, before we, we let you go for good? Uh, sure. Can do. 
Yeah. Do you do you want to call back or do you want to just like have a have a little chit chat right now and then like stand on? <clears throat> no, I mean like if you're fine with me slightly changing my voice <laughs> and the tone Whoa. and timbre. Uh, uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So grab some water. Come came came back. That was that was the most. Well, it's thing. not that I was away. It's more yeah, that totally. I was actively suppressed and to like shut up. <laughs> so how does God? So this. Oh man, this is so interesting. So how does so how does this work then? With that's so fascinating that you that this side of, this this you and what do you go by the same name or do you have what what name do you go by? Uh I know on Tulpa community somehow they call me a burp. Burp? <laughs> nice. Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll understand that soon. Um, I have no I have so, no idea like where it started from, but whatever. I I'm yeah. not even too much into birds. It's just it's just that's, a thing now. That's funny. While your while your Tulpa was in control, you're just sitting idly being like, Man, I guess I gotta just just wait. <laughs> like, that's so that's so crazy to me. That would like drive me crazy. Uh, it's it's not that you are sitting idle. It's more that like you know, uh, like when you are driving a car and you are spacing right. out because you know the route perfectly well, so there is nothing new to see. It's right. all cars. You are not really listening to the music on the radio because right. it's a song. You know, you are just chilling right. out and you're like you're a little like spaced out. That's that's how it yeah. feels. Like yeah, you're an autopilot. Yeah. Wow, that's so bizarre. So what? So why did you? originally decide to pursue uh, the idea of Talpamancy or feel the need to want to get a Talpa? Uh, I was I was curious, I guess. I know uh, it, it's it's the thing that you read about it, like, wow, like, is it real? Uh, right. Is it a thing? And then you start thinking, like, I think I, I, I've read about that, I'd say like two to three years before I actually tried this. So like about seven years ago now, I've read some article somewhere on the internet. Like, oh, wow, that's a fancy idea. I forgot about it for like for years. And then that article somehow bubbled up. I've read it again, like, huh, it's still interesting. Like, what if I actually try that and see if it works? I mean, like, I'm not losing anything. Uh, Totally. Yeah, it's well, free. Do you like b- back back then? I didn't know how much of my personal time that will like. Yeah. <laughs> how right. it will affect it, but um, I mean, you know, uh, some people ask like, what what would be the things that you would do uh, before you start to pamancy if you knew what you're getting into? And right. my running uh, answer is like, I wouldn't do it because you know. Uh, that's. For, I mean, that's. Something that we hear a lot from that's what I mean, it seems like that's a that's a consensus in the Talpa community is that it's it really is like proceed with caution, which uh, is fascinating. That makes lots of sense. Uh, I will tell yeah. you that it's definitely something you need to consider. Well, I mean, I didn't consider it seriously enough, and I'm pretty happy where it ended. So now right. I tell everyone, like, guys, be careful. While well, I didn't do that myself, you know, like you're giving out the best advice is that you're not following yourself. So, Yeah, that's, that's very true. So do you only have Shinju, Shin, Shinju right? Shinju, yeah. Yeah, Shinju. yeah. Do you only have Shinju or do you, because I know some, some have multiple Talpas. Uh, 
I know one that has 65 of them, but 65. I think if oh one is, wow. I think one is enough. I mean, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like given that 24 hours, if you have 65 troopers that all want to do something, I, I'm not sure it would. Yeah, that would drive good. me crazy. I would assume they, they get maybe jealous of each other's or, or the time they get to spend sort of um, leading the charge. It, if there's more maybe was maybe i don't know i mean unless there's one that's I mean, really lazy who just likes to just chill and not do anything uh, like in, in our case we both like to do something in the body right so like i have my hobbies uh she kind of has her violence and writing and right. stuff so uh we both need the body uh you can't really like you know sit down and read some manual while your other half of the body is playing a violin. It's just not how it works. Right. Uh, so we have to share the body time and that's, that's not always easy. Is there, is it difficult to, to share your body with a, a woman in a way? Because uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, she doesn't have periods. So, <laughs> right. uh, I, I, I was afraid to ask, so I'm glad you, you answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's interesting in uh, the ideas she has at times are just like, you know, crazy. Uh, but, but it's interesting. Women, it's like right? <laughs> she thinks of things I would never even consider as like, you know, something of importance. She's like, no, no, like we have to consider that. Like, okay. Right. <laughs> so, uh, well, does that make you more empathetic? I mean, that's a fascinating point. That, I mean, that, I feel like a lot of people would say if you could only, if you only had the mind of a woman or something, then it would make you understand a woman's needs, et cetera, more. I mean, does that, does that, does that made you more empathetic? Well, uh, as she would have pointed out, uh, mind of a woman mostly relates to the uh, brain structure of women uh, that they grow up with, and it's like, different in how it develops. I have no understanding of that again. Like, you know, that's right, something that she was researching and not myself. So I have no idea. Uh, I, I don't think that you can, like, if you want to understand woman battery can create a female tupa. It's not how it works. Uh, right. So, are, uh, are you in a relationship uh, with uh, another yeah. full-on human, not a tulpa? <laughs> yeah, full-on human. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you... Are you... Do you does how do they how do they deal with the 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 tulpa? Uh, they try not to deal with each other too much. Is there? I uh, could see some jealousy creeping in, or just uh, maybe um, I don't know. Maybe yeah, and kids have no problem with that. But right. well, kids be kids. Oh, you have ki- you have kids as well. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, so that's so that actually I bet is probably pretty fun for your kids because they, they have got such a, a ripe imagination. I'm sure that them, their relationship with the Talpa is probably yep. fun. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Oh my God, I have so many questions now. So you have little kids and they interact with your Talpa. Do they ask well, to interact or does it just happen? Uh, uh, I, I would say she just thinks lullabies better than myself. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She's a little more motherly or uh, sensitive, maybe. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, does that, so does your, does you having a talpa let you, 
does it let your more extreme parts of your normal personality of like the bird personality be more brash and extreme or is it kind of your personality is not changed. You just have kind of this other side of you that's that kind of is a manifestation of, of new traits. Oh man, if I knew. Uh, see, like I, I can definitely say it changed just because like, you know, I used to have way more time and I have less time. So I have to adopt my interests in whatever right. time I have. Uh, I'd like to say that personality wise, I didn't change much, but uh, truly, I just don't know because uh, it's been a pretty long ride now, like, you know, uh, four years in. I don't really remember much how it was before that. Right. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I, I, it's, it's so much of it is, it's so interesting because I, 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 it's hard to empathize with the feeling of having a tulpa if you don't have one. And I just am speculating about how I would react to having a tulpa, and I feel like the personality, the parts of my personality now that are like either brash or intense or vulgar or whatever, I would let them be more of that if it was the opposite of what my tulpa was. Because I'd be like, well, my tulpa is polite and kind. So when I'm not with my tulpa, I'm like going to be more on the aggressive side. Oh, I mean, like you don't have to be like polarizing it like that. So, yeah, but that's, I think that's what's so fascinating is it's just like, you, 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 you're right. Like you don't have to, but I think it's hard for people to wrap their heads around. So you just, you, there are all these, uh, analogs that I think you want to make, but I know it's just, it doesn't seem accurate, you know? Well, I mean, like, uh, she would have said that it's analogies, but I don't really care about you spelling analogs. <laughs> that's how we right, are different. Right. Totally. <laughs> so see like things that are, uh, Concerning for her, uh, like I, I totally miss those. Uh, and right. It's not that uh, she changes me in a way that uh, she notices things that I would have otherwise missed. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I don't think I am a harsher person overall because I have a tulpa that's like so much into detail. Do you do you talk to people who use their tulpas for? A, a purpose um, in their lives. Like, I guess what I'm saying is, do people, do people's topa become a tool for them to cope in certain situations in their life? For instance, if somebody is not very outgoing or extroverted, but their topa is more extroverted, will they transition to topa to, you know, to interact with the word in a world in a more social way? Is it? Is it used like that? Or do you know people? I guess uh, every situation might be different. But uh, No one in particular comes to mind. I mean, there are definitely attempts to use tulpas as tools because people come into the community and what I've seen is like, oh, like you can imagine tulpas as whatever. Can they be a very cute anime girl or whatever? Because that's what I care about. Uh, right. Um. That happens quite often. Uh, I mean, Shin herself, she was thinking of you know, creating more tulpas in our head for the sake of her storytelling. She's into this idea that creating tulpas and then like creating tulpas of her novel characters would help her with writing. Uh, like, okay, just let, let's not have those crazy guys that you're writing about because I don't really want to have crazy guys tulpas in my head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... Uh, 
I mean, potentially, I think you can create a tulpa as a tool for something. Uh, it's more that if you let them grow, they will grow beyond that. Tulpas sound a little bit like tattoos. Like you, you get one and it lasts for a long time. And then maybe you want to get another one and another one and they grow. And you got to be careful because they don't go away and it can take over your body. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, that, I, as somebody who has a bunch of tattoos, I, I definitely can. You started relate to that. with one, right? And now you've got like forty. Well, it's fun. yeah. I mean, that's actually a that's a funny analogy because I I do like I have I you know I have thirty or something, but I start you start with one, and then eventually when you get a bunch, all you see is where there aren't tattoos. You know what I mean? Like you see opportunities for more tattoos instead of seeing the tattoos that you have, you know, and I'm sure that would happen with the guy, the, the person, you know, with 65 tulpas, I'm sure, I'm sure that that probably is a little bit of how it happened. I think there was a census like a few years ago and they figured out that uh, most people end up with two tulpas. Right. Um, Wait, you said with two tulpas? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. Actually, I'm not. Uh, was it two? No, I think uh, I think it was one tulpa. Was like the third of community would have one tulpa, and then the second uh, would be like having two tulpas, and all the other cases are like extremely rare. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, like, uh, I can't really imagine how it would be to uh, share your well. I mean, <laughs> specifically share your time with like more than I don't know. Uh, more than two to be honest but i guess i can imagine how it is to be like this four but right. beyond that it's like it's above my imagination do you do you and your tulpa ever have dis, uh distinct disagreements yeah 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 i was like i was thinking of the same thing like for food or just like general day-to-day -day preferences do you she's really into olives i can't stand <laughs> olives Really? Man. Oh, man. That is yeah. fascinating. <laughs> it's just, and, oh, it's fascinating. You know, the thing is, like, uh, being in the body for, like, your whole life, you can't really just go and detach from your senses, like, okay, let your tulpa eat whatever olives they want. I just don't care because you still care because you can't just go out of the body uh, completely. Uh, <laughs> and it was, like, totally. a, a bit of a thing between us to... Uh, that's interesting because yeah. that's such a that's such a uh, that's such a surface level concern, and I think you forget because I, I in my mind I'm just like oh there's there are moments where you know she gets really sad about something where you feel elation and that's like a complex emotional problem, but in reality there's also those things like she she might be afraid of heights well you're not. Like she likes olives, you hate olives. Like that's that's so interesting that those would be the differences. Yeah, that's right. I like I like the day to day um, small problems that we all can relate to. That you now have to sort of juggle with a tulpa, and to me, it just sort of makes me laugh a little bit. It's like you know the the annoying life problems, but there's another person that's dealing with them with you, <laughs> which is kind of just a funny idea. Um, I have. Just one more question kind of about maybe about the world of tulpas. I, you know, do, do tulpas form relationships with other tulpas that are hosted by other hosts? Um, I guess that would mean you would have to go meet 
another human and then uh your topos would have to come into form and, and can they form relationships and is there com- like a sub community there uh i mean like why not yeah well it seems like why not right i guess i'm is your topa uh, in love with another topa that's i want to get to the good gossip <laughs> you know the good the juicy stuff it's a good question man yeah like uh i think brosens are reddit i would see more stories of uh tulpas being in relationship uh within someone inside their head uh but um i'm not sure like I, i'm not really i mean like it works for some people uh, i am not sure how that well definitely doesn't work for us and Right. definitely not up to creating more tulpas for the sake of experiment, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe your tulpa hasn't found the right tulpa. Sounds like maybe that's all John is. Malkovich, the movie a little bit or something. Right. A little bit. Yeah. It's really interesting. So, yeah, there's all kinds of stories, but again, like... I mean, I've also heard stories, we were reading last week that a tulpa can also have a tulpa, which blew our minds. Like, do you have any stories about that? Uh, I mean... If you think they're nested like Russian dolls, I don't think it works like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope not. I mean, it sounds horrifying, but I remember seeing something. I don't remember what post it was. And maybe it actually came from the talpa.io or talpa info. But, but I was like, man, that is, that is getting some, some heavy inception stuff. So uh, I'm pretty sure like a well-developed tulpa can create another tulpa because it's just like, you know, the mechanism, you know how it right. works. Uh, so why not? Right. Uh, but I mean, they would still be part of the same brain. It's not that they're like going deeper and deeper. So it's not inception like now. Can right. um, but maybe just to start to round it out. I mean, if if one were to want to say goodbye to their tulpa, I mean, is it like breaking up with uh, a girlfriend or uh, I mean, is it possible? A, I guess goodbye you- in a what sense? Like like we we don't want to. Anymore. Yeah. Is that something that is possible? And then is it, it sounds like it would be difficult. Does it happen? Um, I don't know, um, is there anything you can speak to on that? I, I think the longer Tulpa exists in your head, the harder it is to get rid of the Tulpa. So sure. there, right. there is some point in time, I don't know, like I would uh, randomly say like about three years in, uh, where Tulpa just is self-sustaining. Oh, um, right. They wouldn't care what you think. Just like kids. Just because. Yeah. <laughs> three years, they're on their own. Get a job. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> get, so You're tall for to get a job. That's funny. Oh, no. At, at about three years, they're sort of self-sustaining and then they're sort of with you. But can you yeah. can you give them the boot? Can you say, beat it, Tulpa. This brain is mine. Can you not think of an ape? Oh, that's, man. It's a good question. See, like, no, is that the thing? Exist. Like, you cannot, <laughs> can, can't stop thinking of something just like because you want to. Uh, uh, so can't un- uh, know it. Man, yeah. That's uh, that's. I, I guess what uh, what question. we researched wow. and what we ended up with is that actually a bunch of Buddhist meditation. I I know that you discussed that earlier. A bunch of those practices would actually go towards dissipating the ego. And that would be one of the things you would do to get rid of a tulpa. Uh, but again, like, you know, that's, that's so much effort. Right. Well, it's also, you're kind of getting rid of yourself too. I mean, I think dissipating the egos, like it's, it's either with your tulpa or Well, you can dissipate anything. one of the egos, I mean, right? You can just dissipate your tulpa. Worse. 
Uh, but uh, I would say that that's a tremendous right. amount of dedication and work. Uh, and I know I right. I don't really have any good enough reason to try that. Uh, so I'm not sure how effective that would be. Right. How how long uh, do you go when? Uh, do, do, do you go through long periods of time where your tulpa does not have access to your body? Where you just kind of go, I don't, I don't want to deal with my tulpa right now. Oh, I mean, like, uh, stay out. I, I'm more like, weeks, I, I'm in control of the body most of the time. Like, uh, she, she, she's in for like maybe right. like a few hours a week when she's like doing writing. Uh, but then she doesn't like she's she's not actively controlling the body. I would say like right. she's actively controlling the body when she goes for her violin classes. Uh, because that actually requires your like that actually requires me to be out uh, because apparently I suck at violin. Who knew? Uh, so she takes violin lessons, but you're, you're you terrible. don't. Yeah, That's I, I, I should be disappointed about that, but <laughs> I don't really care that much. Um, all right. Well, I think I mean we could keep talking about this forever because this is truly so interesting. But I know we have to go. That's great, because yeah, because we're we're about wrapping up too. Um, Free, do you have anything else you want to ask? Those are kind of my big ones. I think I'm I'm pretty good. Um, do you? Well, here's here's a question that's a little less pertinent to Tulpas uh, specifically, and a little bit more about being a, a moderator in the Tulpa community. So, as a moderator, you know, we did briefly talk about the splintering of the community. I mean, how how is your responsibility? in terms of trying to keep the, the kind of zeitgeist of what it is to have a tulpa and tulpanism in, in check? Like, where, where do you start seeing that things are going off the rails? Do you make any effort to keep it back in, or is it more a matter of, like, any interpretation of tulpa is, uh, is welcome? I wouldn't really know because, uh, I mean, like, I myself, I'm not moderating the sub, but I'm just, like, lazily reading it from time to time, and I don't really care. Uh, as for what Shin does... Uh, I don't know. She has her ways. Wait, so Shin is a moderator, but you are not. That's right. Uh, wow. Again, fascinating. Amazing. Um, yeah, because I guess, so does that mean that all the moderators in the Tulpa community are the Tulpas of the hosts? Or are there uh, hosts? No, well? I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that's not the case. Uh, we might have a few moderators that don't even have Tulpas, maybe. Wow. Uh, it's like, you know, it's a personal preference. You do what you want. Right. Uh, I I don't feel like moderating subreddits for fun. Right. Um, she like she's very much into like dealing with people and uh, psychology of crowds and such. So, right. <laughs> whatever works. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of why we we do all this stuff too. I mean, we're just so interested in the psychology of crowds. I mean, it's a good good way to articulate it, kind of how and why these <laughs> these communities come to exist. So, man, this has been so interesting and nice talking to you about this. I very, think that we're, uh, very interesting. we're very sincerely curious. I think when we did that, that episode last week or a couple weeks ago, it kind of opened up our eyes and it left us with more questions and answers. And I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that any conversation we'll have will leave us with any more answers and questions. It's just such an interesting concept. Um, but this has certainly been a lot, a, very enlightening and especially talking to Shinju. So, uh, Give her our As best. a closing thought, I would say that, you know, uh, given how an internet basically serves as this medium of connecting different people, uh, this is why you get all kinds of crazy communities. 
and people having like all kinds of very different viewpoints. Like you can find people that create tulpas, you can find people that think the earth is flat, uh, and like everyone makes sure that what they do is right, and everyone thinks that they are not crazy and they are the, the very right ones. So I'm not against the thought that what's happening in Tulpa Sabray is actually some crazy talk. I can quite be. It's just that most people that actually, uh, well, that we met in person from the community, they're pretty chill, they're good people. Oh, of course. Uh, and I would definitely say that uh, in that regard, it's very different from like, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't really look like a mental illness because people are just like doing what they like and they're really happy with that and it helps them. Um, for sure. So kind of like, why not? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think we, we don't, we don't, I think it's easy to cast judgment on things if you're, if you choose to be ignorant to them. But I think, uh, there are a lot of communities online and there are just a lot of examples, maybe like Talpas. I mean, Talpas is very unique, but you know, when you think of something like, uh, on, on a much more primitive level, like the D and D community where, I think a lot of people would very quickly be like, wait, there's no game. You just make stuff up. And I think some people would be like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but if you're open to it, then it is, can be really fun and helpful. And there's a community around it. Right. Mm -hmm. And same thing with the internet in general. I mean, I think, I think, I think when I tell people about our, our intense interest in Reddit, some people go, Oh wait, you mean like that thing where all the, like the trolls are. And that's like the, like the Donald Trump thing. I'd be like, no, that's not, no, that's not what Reddit is. So I think it's just, you know, it, it, I think, um, yeah, we, we would encourage anybody to, <clears throat> if they're even vaguely interested in Tulpas, to check out the community and dig deep into it and, and don't, um, don't disregard what instinctually you might think is, um, you know, is, lit is literally crazy talk or is, imagination or, you know, adult imaginary friends, I mean, whatever you want to call it. Cause I think it is, it can be really helpful for a lot of people. Oh, so. You still need to be careful because lots of that is like quite literally, uh, some imagination and very strange ideas. So of course, of course, <laughs> you yeah. need to be critical thinking, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the bit, that's a big thing. I mean, I think especially having a basis in Buddhism, I think is, is really important because it, it gives it, it gives it purpose and it gives it an intention instead of it being um, frivolous and, and again, like kind of the ramblings of a madman, you know, it's a little bit more about kind of the pursuit of, for lack of a better term, enlightenment or kind of, uh, it, you know, uh, discovering aspects of your own, of, of your late latent mind. So. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, thank you so much, Bird slash Shinju. Uh, it was really, really, really nice chatting. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thank Thanks. you very much. We appreciate it. Yeah, that was crazy. We just talked to a Topa woman and then he just switched right in the middle of it and went right. back to his like regular dude self who's married with kids. It was it's crazy. It's so crazy, dude. That was so bizarre. That was, I, I, as I, I don't know. I feel like this is one of the most interesting things I've ever talked about in a way. I don't know. Like, I was like, wow, this is great. Well, it was just so, it was, I mean, this is, I think if you go into these things without judgment, you know, then it's great, right? Because you just, you're not, um, it's really easy to be like, oh, that person's crazy. But if you take them at face value, you can learn a lot about their perception of the world, right? 
Which I think is just much more interesting. Yeah, why not just let them do do what they're doing and ask questions? And, and I, there's no real reason to shut them down. I no. don't think. I mean, what's who cares, right? I mean, is it is it any <laughs> is it honestly any more or less crazy than so many other things, right? I mean, that's no. that's the thing that it comes down to. I mean, I think it's we we kind of go into these things with with these preconceptions. But, you know, everybody's got everybody's got their thing, you know, and to most people that thing is what weird. Maybe it's a Tulpa thing, maybe it's not a Tulpa thing, but like most people it's a weird thing whatever that thing might be and and uh i don't know i'm kind of like that's cool it sounds like uh you would never it'd be possible to be lonely ever you know yeah uh it was great great chat i was hoping uh when the guy switched he would be uh like from texas <laughs> that would have been like amazing whoa yeah but um, he was obviously like Austrian and right. or something near there. Right. Austrian uh, or maybe Scandinavia, something like that. I love how he his topa plays the violin, but he doesn't. Yeah, I know. That's so crazy, right? And then the the the, uh, the Olaf thing is crazy too. Yeah. Because that seems like you voluntarily eat olives for your tulpa even though you don't like them. And biologically, yeah, it's like a sacrifice, but also anatomically, like, he must have never liked olives. Then suddenly the Talpa comes and goes like, well, fuck yeah, I love olives. That's just so wild, man. It's so wild. It's pretty crazy. I I didn't ask the what happens when you masturbate question because you just <laughs> kind of ran out of time. But um, The only reason is because you ran out of time. I'm kind of the guy here that wants to ask the everyman questions. You know, the everyman question. The, the questions, the man on the street, you know. That's so funny. Does your topo want to get laid? I mean, we we don't know. I don't know. I guess not. It didn't seem like the physical manifestation stuff was was that much of a factor. It was more like a sort of an emotional or um, psychological. Like the topo was interested in knowledge and connecting, right? But not riding a bike, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah, it was just a very it's a very different thing, but fascinating stuff i like i like the comparison was uh can you can you ever not know that a gorilla exists i mean that makes total sense like like, that that, you don't you don't really think about it that way but that is true i mean that is really the the reality is like once because i mean once you think of it it it's there you know it's there forever it's there forever so great talk man i mean that was um i think that was an interesting uh you know, version of our podcast. And I think we want to do more interactions like that. Shout out Zencaster for making it possible. Yeah. Zencaster, our new unofficial pod sponsor. Unofficial pod sponsor that hopefully saved everything that I accidentally um, could have deleted. So don't fuck us Zencast. I know. Don't fuck us Zencaster. Well, it's good to know they have it all stored somewhere, but all right, well, let's wrap this one up. I know we all have to get get about our days. Uh, Dog boobs will probably be back next week when she's uh, when she and Lemon Party are back are no from longer the uh, land gorilla of Uganda. The land gorilla of of, of Uganda. Um, I wonder if they have a burgeoning romance. She and Lemon Party. I would assume so. I'm just gonna go ahead. We'll have, and to, say we'll have yes. to get the scoop. Sorry, guys. Get the scoop. Yeah, I know. Oh, you ever all the all the male suitors are always. Up, up on her balls, you know? Um, <laughs> but, all right, cool. Well, this is Did You Read It? Talking about Talpas. My name is It's Your Dad. My Frida down here. 
Catcher's we'll mitt. Be, hopefully back. <laughs> Catcher's mitt. <laughs> we'll uh, hopefully be back next week. Um, probably not talking about Tulpas again, but we don't know. Maybe we will. Uh, but until then, you can stay alive. What do we say? Don't give up. Don't That's give up. Yeah, and if you have a Tulpa out there and you – want to contact us and maybe give your point of view. I mean, we're open to revisiting topics, you know, as we move forward forever. Well, I don't know if we're that's gonna, actually, a, we're not going to do it. That's a, every show is not going to be about tuples. Not what I'm saying, but no. you know, <laughs> you could, let, us, uh, let us know what you think. I mean, that said, I have been talking with Roy a lot lately because great awakening got shut down. That's big news, man. I mean, the that's deep state news. shut down great awakening on Reddit. I, know. That, I don't know if I, I'm, everyone thought Roy was, uh, you know, spouting kooky theories. But look, the facts are this. Great Awakening's gone. Was it the deep state? Probably. Was it the CIA? Yes. Are they tracking us? They're in my living room right now. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully Roy uh, Roy is going to give us some updates when, when everything gets up cracking again. And we really like Roy, so we wouldn't, we would not, um, we wouldn't mind having him again to, to hear more about what, what's happening in the deep state. So. Yeah, I, I like that we're finding people on the internet and making them our friends. This is the greatest show yeah. ever. Tell your friends. <laughs> exactly. All right, until next time. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.